0: On. it's time for wolverines weekly conversations with wdc coaches and athletes let's hustle to it hello and welcome to wolverines
1: weekly i'm cj Baumgartner. playoffs are about to be in full swing and we're going to get a full recap with all of the wadena deer creek coaches first we have an interview with head nordic ski coach terry olson next on wolverines weekly
0: Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. We are with
1: Terry Olson, the head coach of the WDC Nordic Ski Team. And we got you live in studio today, Terry. Hey, how's it going?
2: Oh, pretty good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, the season wasn't necessarily maybe what you thought it'd be, just from a weather standpoint. Uh, there wasn't really any snow to speak of, but uh, just talk about what you guys were able to do in spite of not having a lot of that white stuff on the ground.
2: Well, uh, we did a lot of snow grass skiing and grass snow skiing, <laughs> which which wasn't great, but the like the kid said, it was skiing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we we did some uh, dry land training stuff. Um, we did some three hundreds and four hundreds and five hundreds, and you know once a week we'd do that. And then uh, when there was no snow, oh, and then of course we went to uh, Detroit Mountain to uh, probably once or twice a week. To get some actual skiing in um we stayed on the bottom, you know where uh um, where it was flatter anyway mm-hmm. um there's some hill, some s- s- smallish hills that we did, but uh we didn't go up and do the to the top of the the mountain there sure. um, so anyway, um uh, most of our meets were At a uh, a ski place, the bottom of a ski place. Um, We went to uh, Detroit Lakes a couple times. We went to uh, Alec a couple times, uh, to Andes, near Alec. Um, We actually went out to uh, Mount Itasca, which is over by uh, Grand Rapids and we we were there three times including the section meet um so that's oh we went once to mora which is where they have a bossa and they also make their own snow there and stockpile the snow and so that was that was pretty good too so we uh we had to travel further than we uh were used to but uh we got them in, and it was nice to be on the snow, even though it was uh, man-made snow. Um, like I would say, that snow smells so good. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, like I said, uh, natural snow is better, but, you know, it was that, that cold and the white, and that that was great. So when you, you guys have
1: had your season wrap up now, the, uh, the section uh, uh, meet uh, was a few weeks ago. Just tell us when that was and where it was and just kind of how things shook out for your team.
2: Yeah, we went to uh, Mount Itasca again, and they did a really good job there. Um, they had a, a, a base of about two feet, and considering what's outside right now, <laughs> that was pretty outstanding. And they did a really good job of grooming it, so it was, uh, it was hard, and uh, uh, things went well. Our kids did uh, really well. Um, we finished 10th in both the boys and the girls. Um, I, I told the boys, I said, you know, if we would have just had a uh, skate race instead of a pursuit where we did the classic first and then the skate we would have been one, one spot higher. And uh, I said, that was probably my fault because of the way I uh, waxed the skis for the Classic. But uh, anyway, uh, so they ended up really well. Um, the, the format for that is a Pursuit, which is this year, it switches uh, every other year. But this year, it was the Classic first. And they let them go 15 seconds apart, and, of course, it was chip-timed. And then uh, three hours later, they did the, the skate portion of it or the freestyle portion, and <clears throat> the, the person who had the fastest time went out first. And then the rest of them followed in the uh, time difference between the finishes, of the first person, so if the second person f- who finished was fifteen seconds behind um at the finish of the first leg then they were fifteen seconds behind on the start of the second leg and so forth and so on and um like I said our our boys skied really well um in that portion but uh you know, that's the way it goes. And then, then the other the other part of it was the uh, relay race. And in, in uh, Nordic, the, you have two people on the relay, and they take turns doing the course, and then they do it a second time. Now, in the uh, World Cup, they do it, and the Olympics, they do it a third time, but we're not quite there yet. <laughs> so anyway um our uh our kids did really well on that too and uh that was really pleased considering the uh the lack of real ski time right but, yeah last year uh we had the third best snowfall in minnesota history and we were able to ski every day basically and uh it was amazing how much the kids improved. Well, especially the, the beginners. Well, this year we had uh, uh, four kids who started out, but they didn't get a whole lot of skiing in, so they did just didn't experience the fun of it. Right. So they ended up dropping out. And But the kids that we had... They improved immensely. I remember there was uh, four or five guys who I thought finished, or excuse me, started this season better than they finished last season, technique wise. Mm-hmm. So I was really pleased about that. Um, I told the story at the banquet. I said I was going up this this uh, shorter hill and uh detroit mountain and uh i was working hard using my poles and i heard behind me when i was slowing down a little bit at the top and i heard behind me this swish 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 and i looked around and it was owen anderson skiing up it with no poles (laughs) he said yeah i wanted to see how far i could get and, uh, that's just an example of the improvement that those guys did. Um, and, uh, we had so much improvement that I didn't even award, a uh, uh, most improved skier because they all did. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, it was, it was a fun season, um, it was not as good as skiing, but it was fun. And then after the section meet, the next week was the state. And that was, uh, at, uh, Giants Ridge in Boabic. And they basically did the same thing there. They had, uh, two feet of base and, uh, where they skied. And then they did loops and, uh, it was really good. We, uh the The kid who from Fergus Falls who was our best, oh, I forgot to mention the girls, the girls did an excellent job too. Annika Spicer was our best. And, uh, and then, uh, uh, and then a relay and to take 10th of, with just three skiers was pretty good. And, uh, our best skier on the boys side was, uh, uh, Grant Nelson. He did really well. And, uh, his uh, seventh grade brother was kind of the hit of the show down there. Um, they he was the only seventh grader, and he's really short and stuff. And and I remember one uh, coach said, "You know, that's pretty good that a seventh grader can do the whole the whole thing." So uh, I that was a, a compliment to him for sure. But anyway. Um, Getting back to the section meet, we had uh, the, uh, the f- first boy from our section. He was duking it out with, uh, with, three other, or with two other guys, and they came down a hill and turned, and then they went into the flat for about 75 meters or so, and he was saying that he was trying to draft off the one guy and then swing around to finish, well, when he swung around, he got into worse snow, and so it didn't help him. It slowed him down. So he finished tenth, but tenth is really good, yeah, um, at that level. And then, uh, like I told the kids, my season still wasn't over because I went to the went to the World Cup down in the cities, mm-hmm. and that was just so outstanding. You had uh, seventy five or so of the world's best men and women, uh, skiing, and uh, the crowds were fantastic. 20,000 people wow. were watching them, and uh, it was just great. Awesome.
1: And the last question I have for you here, Terry, while we got you in studio, you kind of touched on it already, but what excites you about next season and about the growth of the uh, Nordic Ski Program?
2: Well, the big thing that excites me is if those kids keep improving like that, they're going to be really good. And uh it's really fun to uh, work with these kids cuz they're really good kids and they uh um they work hard. Mhm. And as far as the growth goes, uh we'll see. We had uh four new kids try it out and and that didn't work out, but um the the whole deal is, you know, it's not for everybody, but if you try it, you might find out it's for them for you. Awesome. So
1: Yeah, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek, head Nordic ski coach Terry Olson, taking the time to come in studio and talk with us this morning. Terry, appreciate the time. Congratulations to your team on making the best of what this season was and Great. <laughs> Look forward to talking with you next year. Hopefully with more snow. I hope so. <laughs> We'll be right back on Wolverines Weekly. When we come back, we'll talk with Wadina Deer Creek Head Boys Basketball Coach Kevin Toomberg
0: next. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking
1: with Wadina Deer Creek Head Boys Basketball Coach Kevin Toomberg. And Coach, uh, not a super busy week for you guys here, but a pretty special one.
3: Yeah, it was uh, kind of a breath of fresh air to be able to only have 10 game a week. We uh, just finished up having uh, three straight, three games a week, so the boys were excited to have time off and practice time. Um, on Tuesday, we went to Utah and had a good game, good win. Uh, everybody got in the sports column, university um, roster, uh, and then some history was made with uh, Church. He became the all-time boys leader uh, scorer
1: in our history. Yeah, and, you know, obviously uh, a huge milestone. And, you know, we were kind of talking about it before it happened uh, during that game. But, you know, uh, what's it like to see uh, somebody like that pass that milestone? Because you saw Noah Ross, who previously held the top spot, get to that a few years ago. So how special is it to see these scorers come through in recent history?
3: Yeah, it's fun. Um, Noah, you know, it's kind of one of those things where – he had an unreal junior and senior year. I think he scored about 500-ish uh, points both seasons. Um, so that was that was incredible to be a part of. To watch how um, just how flawlessly it looked like he could score basketball, um, you know. And then Peyton kind of went to different realms where he was scoring three, four hundred points uh, every year since he was a sophomore. Um, you know, just having those, having those guys, having those scores that you know are going to go get their 15 to 20 points a game, it's uh, a lot of fun uh, guys like that for sure.
1: And, you know, uh, when Peyton got that milestone, it was kind of early on. It just felt like the shots weren't hitting in that game versus Sabika. But then, you know, like Peyton Church Ken, once he turns it on, he was just making shot after shot after shot and finished, uh, believe, a couple points shy going into halftime and then uh, got it at the free throw line. And obviously you can't predict where these things are going to happen. But uh, uh, are you surprised that they came uh, working his way to the free throw line and getting it at the stripe?
3: Um, no, I, was, I wasn't really surprised at all. Uh, you like, with Peyton and his ability to tour, uh, nothing really
1: surprises us
3: anymore. Um, but it was a, a fun moment because I was able to see everything happen. Um, I think his parents were able to get it on the and we were able to call the time out and just kind of recognize him. So it was special that it kind of happened in more of a, a down time
4: of the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you guys got the win against Sabika. And, you know, outside of that great moment, uh, your team played a really great game. And what did you think happened for that great game to transpire?
3: Yeah, I think the boys, um, knowing that they were just going to have this one week of or one game this week, uh, I think they could, didn't really save anything for anybody. They knew they, uh, they had one game and they could have a, a week and a half off. Um, so they came out firing. Um, playing with a lot of confidence. You know, when you play a team that you beat by 30, 40, whatever is the first time, you never know, because you don't want our guys to come in and take things for granted and just assume the same thing's going to happen. Um, but the boys came out. They worked hard defensively. Uh, we made a lot of shots, and it was a lot of fun.
1: And, you know, the last time we talked, we didn't get a chance to go over the game last Friday against Pelican Rapids. And just give us the the recap. You play one of the top teams in Section 8AA. Uh, And what did you think of your team's effort and what can you take away from that matchup?
3: Yeah, Pelican's tough. They're the ones a reason in our section right now. But we, as we first, we found ourselves down early um, and battled back. I think we were down by like two or three at halftime. Um, made some adjustments, but unfortunately, shots just did not go away in the second half. Um, I think we had a 7 of 28 or something in the field uh, in the second half, where uh, against a good team like that, you can't shoot like that if you don't want to have a chance. Um, but for us, if we looked at it as, hey, we played that second half as poor as we could as far as scoring the basketball, where if, this, if we see this team come section time, time, uh, we'll be ready and hopefully our shots are falling.
1: Now as you get ready for the final week of the season, just uh, give us a look. What's on tap for that final week? Who are you playing? And kind of what's uh, what's the message as you get ready for playoff time?
4: Yeah,
3: so next week uh, we have two games to kind of round out our schedule. Uh, we go to DGF and to Parker Curry. Um And that DGF is going to be just like a playoff game. Uh, if we can beat... Yeah, I believe we'll have the season uh, ball. all. Uh, QRF can kind of work in funny ways, but a funny way, so nothing's guaranteed. But I think we'll have a really good shot at it. Uh, which would result in the first round bye which would be huge, just because you never know. Come playoff time, anybody can beat anybody, and even if you're a lopsided seed um, playing one of the the bottom teams of the section, you never know. Anything can happen. So having a first round bye would be fantastic, Um, It would also get us a second-round home playoff game. Um, If we lose to DTF, I think we're looking at probably the four or five seed, uh, which does not result in a a home playoff game. But being the four seed would get us two uh, potentially home playoff games. So uh, that game, game, there's a lot to play for, for sure. So Thursday will be a, a big one for us.
1: Yeah, and you know, when you talk about seeding and getting ready for the uh, end of the season, and obviously as a team, you want to put yourself in the best position possible to win come section playoff time. But where's the balance between that, you know, wanting to make sure you put your team in the right uh, position, and just making sure that your team is focused on getting better as a basketball team each and every day?
3: Um, I think it comes hand in hand because I know when we're uh, playing these big games, and the guys know it's kind of like a playoff already, um, they're going to be locked in. Um, so, you know, obviously we'll, we'll have some things that we can learn, win or lose uh, against DGF that we can take into us the following week for play season. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of it's the time of the year where you got to go do what we do and uh, we hope it works out.
1: We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek, Head Boys Basketball Coach Kevin Toonberg. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck and hopefully we're talking about uh, playoff matchups next week.
3: Yeah, that'd be phenomenal to talk to you when we're uh, 1-0 after the DZF game.
1: You know, it's crazy. It feels like we just started talking about the season beginning, and now we are talking full-on about section playoffs. And the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverine boys basketball team still has a couple more games to go the regular season, but the girls basketball team, their season is all wrapped up, and we are going to talk with head coach Jordan Cressip on playoff matchups and on the end of the season, and getting ready for what they hope to be is another section 8AA playoff run. That's coming up next on wolverines weekly
0: your home for wadena deer creek athletics is kwad here's more wolverines weekly
1: up next on wolverines weekly we're talking with wadena deer creek head girls basketball coach jordan Cressup and coach uh, the final week of the regular season in the books just uh talk a little bit about uh, how your team finished
4: yeah we had a tough schedule to end the season um with pelican Minaga, Tabika and then Frazee, um all you know three out of the four are big section matchups and then a big conference matchup there with Sabika. Um we were able to get one out of the four. Um ideally we would get you know two or three but um I feel like we did a lot of good things and you know you got to you got to stay positive through these through these games through these tough matchups and um you know it's it's good to play the the tough teams because then you really you really find out about what you're made of and, and what you got. I feel like we competed really well against Frazee and it was a playoff-type atmosphere. It was a good crowd and um, different different people were stepping up and um, we uh, we played hard, just came up short.
1: You know, you talk about uh, things that you learn about yourself through some of these games. What have been some of the, the big things that you've taken away as you get ready for the postseason and have faced uh, now, like you talked about, three of those four-section matchups. What have you been able to learn about your team?
4: Um, yeah, you know, I feel like we're getting good, great contributions from some of our role players who, you know, didn't play a whole lot or didn't play a whole, you know, big role last year. Um, Ashley Pavick, Jada Dykov, Jenna Dykoff and and Kennedy Ness are all playing significant minutes this year and starting to gain more and more trust with them. They each kind of bring something different to the table and they're playing more and more confident um as the year has gone by and especially these last couple of weeks, they're really you know, finding their niche and, um, you know, doing doing some really, really good things out there and looking more and more comfortable. We got a lot of things to work on still, but um, when you can develop those those role players like that and then have, you know, Addy and, and Montana and Peyton kind of leading the way, um, you know, you, you give yourself a chance in most games.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as the, the regular season winds down here, we start to take a peek towards the post season and, you know, we can't go that uh, to that conversation without talking about the run that you guys had a year ago. And, you know, just talk about what goes in to making a deep section run and just talk about some of the qualities that you think your team shares with the one from last year.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, we don't talk about last year a whole lot. Um, but we did mention it, you know, after the Frazee game, girls were, were pretty bummed. They really wanted that one because there was some seeding implications on the line there. And, you know, we just told the girls, hey, you know, last year we didn't end up with the seed we wanted either. And that was a an absolute blessing in disguise. And look how that turned out. So um, ultimately, I think, you know, it just gives gives the kids a belief that, hey, you know, we're capable. We believe in ourselves. We believe in our teammates and and, and we can do it. You know, Um one game at a time, though, we just got to remember how tough it was last year, the run, you know, um, how, you know, focused and, and committed we were to, to game plans last year and how everybody sacrificed last year. That's that's what we got to keep reminding ourselves going into this year's, you know, tournament. Um, you know, it, it's really, really hard to to advance in the tournament, no matter where you're at, especially Section 8AA, and we're going to be be matched up with a tough matchup this first round. And, um, you know, we got to be ready to, to rise to the occasion.
1: And, you know, while that opponent isn't quite clear yet on who you're going to play, uh, you know, just talk about what it's going to be like in practice this coming week as you get the girls ready. You have, you know, a lot of days in a row to practice and things kind of start to, to hone in on that prepping for the playoffs. What is practice going to be like over the next week as you prepare for that first-round playoff game? What are the things that you really uh, want to emphasize to your team?
4: Right. As you said, we kind of have a, an idea of who we're playing I'm not sure yet. We won't know until, you know, Sunday officially. But, um, you know, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is all about uh, keeping everybody healthy, keeping everybody fresh, you know, not not uh, trying to do too much, not trying to have too long of practices, you know, good high, high energy, high intensity uh, practices, but they're a little bit shorter and a little bit more, you know, game plan focused, a lot of shooting, um, you know, we want these, our kids to to go into the playoffs fresh, um, you know, both mentally and, and physically and, um, confident, you know, with, with their shooting because, um, a lot of it comes down to how well you shoot, um, and how well, you know, obviously you, you stick to game plans.
1: You know, as the section playoffs get ready and, and by the time we talk next week, we'll at least know how that first round game turned out. So I'm going to give you a chance to kind of stand on the soapbox here. Uh, why do you think your team right now at this point in the season is, you know, capable of uh, making some noise in the section eight AA playoffs?
4: Yeah, you know, you just look up and down, um, you know, our our schedule. Um, you know, we went to DGF and, and pulled out a, a close one there at their place. Um, DGS, a team that, um, you know, they beat, uh, they just beat Barnesville, you know, last week. Um, Barnesville beat Perm twice. You know, everybody has kind of beaten everybody. And we've shown that that we can compete um, with all of these teams. It was pretty similar to last year's team. Now we just got to put it all together and have everybody on the same page. um, And everybody, you know, sacrificing knowing their role, um, everybody playing with confidence and and not looking at these other teams as as superior and you know just believing in ourselves that's just such a a big thing is um, believing in the work that we've put in and believing in each other mm-hmm. and um, you know ultimately you just got to get after it and have some fun with it too.
1: Last question for you here, and then we'll let you get out. Uh, uh, but as you get ready for uh, the postseason, you know one of the things that always uh, plays really well is defense, and you guys have been a strong defensive team all season long. What is it about defense that carries into the postseason, and what is it specifically about the things you guys do well on defense that can translate into playoff games?
4: Um, yeah, you make a good point there. I feel like we have been been very strong defensively, and that's kind of who we want to be all the time is is strong um, defensively and um, everybody, you know, getting after it on that. end because that can always keep you in games and then um, if you're, if you're knocking down shots, you know, you can, you can play with anybody. So yeah, we, we strongly believe in, in our defense and, and our different players that have really stepped up um, defensively and they all understand. We all understand that, you know, no matter what happens on offense, if you can lean on that defense and um keep yourself within you know possession or two of of any game or three you know you're right there especially with with the shot clock you know going into playoffs this year um you know ultimately it comes down to to getting stops and i feel like we have progressed in in that area now now we just gotta um you know put it put it put it to the test you know when we when we have these big time matchups
1: we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek, Head Girls Basketball Coach Jordan Cressup Coach, best of luck in your playoff game next week, and we look forward to breaking it down with you and hopefully uh, previewing a second-round matchup.
4: Yes, thank you, CJ. Appreciate it.
1: Can the Wolverines make another deep playoff run in Section 8AA like they did a year ago? We won't find out until next week, but hey. You can't find out until they actually play the game. So it's going to be a lot of fun getting to follow this team on hopefully another postseason run. We're going to take a break on Wolverines Weekly. When we come back, we'll talk wrestling with head coach Brad Wallum next.
0: You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly,
1: we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wollum, and coach section team wrestling was in the books last week from the WDC High School. Uh, Just uh, give us a little recap on what went down with your squad.
5: Um, We were eliminated right away when we wrestled West Central Area and Ashby, Brain, and Evansville. Uh, They were the three seed, seed. Uh, so it would have been an upset if we could have you know beat them but we had unfortunately a lot of kids out to the flu bug so um, there's nothing you can do about that but the kids had a good season overall of the team and uh, I'm just proud of them for what they did
1: Yeah, you know, we've kind of talked throughout the season. There's been some highs and some lows, but, you know, certainly the highs, it felt like, have been higher, and the lows haven't quite been as low this season uh, for your squad as a team. Uh, And just kind of talk about that and just the steady improvements over the last few years.
5: Yeah, I really think this was a successful season. If you kind of zoom out and look big picture, you know, the coaching staff and the kids, we all kind of had a goal of being a five-seed in section, you know. And we finished as a sixth seed, and that was really good. Our record, our goal was to be to have a 500 record on the season, and we are just below that. Um, and I think, you know, maybe we had the potential to be over 500 record-wise. But either way, you know, if you just look at that big picture, it's just leaps and bounds. Year over year has been better. You know, we kind of look at the, the tournaments that we've went to, throughout the season you know how did we do last year versus this year you know and it's just like wow we're we're getting more kids placing we're getting more wins you know it's just a little bit it's a it's a slow steady climb Um, it's never going to be smooth it'll be rocky but we're seeing improvement which is the ultimate goal
1: now as you get ready for individual wrestling, it's going to happen again at WDC. Uh, just talk about uh, what it's like, uh, what it's been like this week, getting the kids ready, getting them prepared, and uh, just getting them ready to try and do as best as they can individually.
5: Uh, you know, it's no easy path to get there. you know I mean there's the physical challenge of you know just kids being banged up and sick. But then there's that mental challenge. It's just you know who your opponents are probably going to be and just, uh, you know, maybe you're going to go into an undersized or or a match where you're just basically under, uh, you know, the underdog, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So just getting that mental barrier of telling the kids, you know, let's not wrestle um, not to lose, let's wrestle to win you know there's a big difference in that and how you can be aggressive and just leave it all out there because it genuinely if you don't well your season is done so you, you really have nothing to lose
1: do you and do you think that that's kind of an aspect that resonates with kids when you tell me like hey you know what like it, you know there's a chance that your season could be over so put it all out on the line do you feel like kids when they hear that message that they really resonate with that
5: you know, I think so. I mean, it's a cliche thing. You're going to hear that from every coach and probably every sport. Um, but hopefully it, it settles with the kids. And, and I think some of the kids, as the tournament goes on, they're probably realizing that, like, oh, man, like, this is it. Like, you can actually count the minutes down of how much are left in their season, potentially. So uh, they hopefully they just give it all. I mean, you know, I don't it'd be unrealistic to say you're going to have every kid to qualify for the state tournament. You know, that's, that doesn't happen very often. Um, and especially in the section that we have is very, very deep, a lot of competitive programs. Um, but just the goal to have every kid place top five in the, in the section would be outstanding.
1: And as a coaching staff, how do you guys uh, get the kids ready? What's the difference between preparing uh, wrestlers for the individual section tournament as opposed to the team tournament?
5: It's very tricky <laughs> it's, uh, because that team dynamic is done. Um, so your your JV kids, you know, some of the JV kids have still been coming to practices last week. You know, some of the kids are done, which is totally fine. But the room, the atmosphere just kind of changes. So you're you're trying to work with kids maybe a little more one-on-one. You're trying to do a lot more scenario wrestling where, you know, maybe you're winning by a point or you're down by four points, you know, and then you kind of teach them some moves for those specific scenarios. Um, It's it's a lot to throw on them because there's a lot of things that could happen, you know, so you're just trying to do a lot of those scenarios that way they were kind of
4: mentally ready for it.
1: Last question for you here, coach again, WDC, the host site for the individual tournament. How awesome is it to be able to, to kind of flex the wrestling facilities uh, that you guys have and to show off uh, the great people who can uh, make it happen?
5: Well, like you said, great people is what it takes. And that's what Wadena has here. That's for sure. Um, It couldn't be done without all the parents and volunteers. Um, Anybody with the last name Steelhammer or Hunky, uh, there's lots of families. You know, Wigshides, there's a lot of people chipping in here to get things done. And that, um, it it couldn't happen without them. And I I can't take much credit. You know, I just kind of do what I can from the school and the things. But the parents, you know, working the concession stands, um, helping set up mats, cleaning the gym at 10, 11 o'clock at night. That's a big, big commitment. I thank them
1: a lot. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek, head wrestling coach, Brad Willem. And coach, best of luck with your wrestlers as they try and uh, advance to the state tournament. Hopefully we're talking about a few of them next week.
5: Yeah, exactly. Thank you.
1: We'll be back with more Wolverines Weekly as we wrap up the show with another interview, including our Wolverine Player Spotlight. That's coming up next on Wolverines Weekly.
0: Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Time again for our Wolverine Player
1: Spotlight, and this week we're putting the focus on Grant Nelson, a sophomore on the WDC Nordic Ski Team. Grant, it's been an interesting season without a lot of snow, but what have you done to keep
6: busy? Oh, uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting without snow. It was, we didn't get out skiing that much, but we did have the chance to go to Detroit Lakes a lot. They've been making snow. Pretty much most of the season, but for workouts and stuff, we had to do a lot of like pole running outside and uh, endurance stuff like that without snow. Basically, running with poles.
1: How many? And Detroit
6: Lakes is basically it's like a 55-minute drive to Detroit Lakes, (sighs) and uh, it's pretty nice skiing there because they make snow and yeah, there's a lot of hills there, so we can do a lot of hill training there. And how long have you been in Nordic skiing? My eighth-grade year was my first season, and that's when the started Nordic and stuff so our team's pretty small but we try to grow it as much as possible each year but it's a great sport.
1: What are your goals going forward for the next few years for yourself in Nordic skiing?
6: Definitely to get better at skiing efficiently. I mean the key to winning a race is to ski the most efficient and have the best form and balance because the people that are getting first they they look like they're not even trying because they have so much form and they're really efficient with the way that they ski. And it's tricky to maintain your form when you're really tired with your arms and your abs and your your legs and stuff.
1: And what uh, part of Nordic skiing do you like the
6: most? I think it's really fun when we get to just free ski around because you can do tricks on skis too, like 360s are fun. But there's also, it's really fun to go down hills because I've gone like 35 miles per hour down some hills and it's fun to do a lot of stuff and there's a lot of rhythms and motions you can do, but it requires a lot of balance and stuff. So there's a lot of form.
1: What other activities are you involved in at Wadena Deer Creek?
6: I'm involved in cross country, Nordic skiing, and then track and field. Cross country went pretty well with the States and thought that was a great year for me. Nordic skiing was good. It's great. Uh, it's a great off season training for track and
1: all right, we got some rapid fire questions now here for you. Uh, what's your favorite class?
6: Ooh, um, well, last time I had the interview was lunch, but that's not a class. So I think it's actually Spanish too. It's just a fun hour, and I like it. Uh,
1: who would you say your favorite
6: teacher is? Probably, um, probably still Mr. Wallum. What's your favorite movie? I like the the Star Wars series; it's pretty good. I've seen all the movies, so. Me and my family like that a lot.
1: What's your favorite breakfast?
6: Ooh. I like to make some waffles and heat them in the toaster and put peanut butter and syrup on them and milk. That's super good.
1: If you could live any place in the United States, where would it be?
6: Um, I really like Minnesota, but there's not a lot of mountains where you can downhill ski, and I like to do that a lot. I also like lakes to fish on, so... I mean, Colorado's nice but I'd be far away from my family and but I think Minnesota's a great state.
1: Would you say that you're a morning person or a night person?
6: Oh, definitely night. I haven't ran at all in the off season in the morning ever. I've end up I've ended up running at night a lot with a headlamp. So
1: What would you say your favorite candy
6: is? Oh, um I really like those hazelnut chocolate bar things. I think they're like Kinder Joy. I don't know what they are, but they're hazelnut. They're pretty good.
1: What would you say your least favorite candy is?
6: Um, I'm not a fan of hot tamales. I just don't think spiciness is a candy um, type of food.
1: Who is your favorite athlete? It could be a professional athlete. It could be somebody at WDC. Who's somebody you look up to?
6: Um, I really, when I was a, uh, Younger in cross-country and track, I really looked up to Bjorn and Lane. They were definitely like a mentor to me, and if, I looked up to them a lot. If you could spend
1: one day with the celebrity, who would it be and why?
6: Maybe the world's fastest marathon runner, Ilidh Kipchoge. <laughs> Find out what he does. <laughs>
1: Our Wolverine players spotlight, Grant Nelson, a sophomore on the Nordic ski team. Hey, Grant, congratulations on your season and best of luck in the spring.
6: Thank you.
0: There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to WadenaRadio.com.